Good morning, church. It's great to have you here with us again on this Sunday morning. And let me add to Pastor Jackie's welcome. It's uh, especially great to have you if it's your first time with us. Um, maybe you're watching on Facebook or you found our church online platform. We're so glad that you're tuning in. If you feel brave enough, I'd really encourage you just to say hi in the comments um, if you haven't already. It really just helps us to get to know who's watching, who's um, part of our community this morning, whether you're from Sale or whether you're from... Um, somewhere else in Victoria or anywhere beyond that. It's great just to say hi, um, to get to know you and, and to welcome you um, in that more personal way. So can I encourage you to do that? Uh, before we get started, I want to just um, touch on a, on a few things. The first thing I want to do is I just want to give a big shout out to our tech team. We've got John and Ben here today filming and John especially has been here since the first Sunday that we went into lockdown. We had about two days to prepare and he has been putting these services together, editing them together um, every weekend for the last 19 or 20 weeks, whatever we're up to, um, burning them onto DVDs, getting them out to as many people as we possibly can. And so I really want to say thank you to John and, and to Ben and to the, to the wider team that are doing Thursday nights and, and all the other things that go on in between. Um, we couldn't, um, and if you're on chat, just give him a shout, say thanks, John, give him a clap. If you've got his number, send him a text. Send him a packet of chocolate, whatever you can do. Just, you know, we really uh, do thank you, John, and, and the team and, um, and all the people that are putting this together. Because we wouldn't really have a good expression of uh, a Sunday gathering if we didn't have these guys and girls um, putting their best forward every week. Um, and so we, we really are thankful for, for all that's going on behind the scenes. Making me look much better than I am, taking out all my mistakes, um, all that sort of editing, it's, it's really cool. Uh, and the other thing I want to let you know that um, you might not be aware of is that every year for the past, oh, I haven't worked it out, but at least 10 years or so, we've been sending a team to the Philippines for a missions trip. Obviously this year um, that's not happening and we can't do that in the same way that we have, but um, Sue and the, the missions team have come up with a, a really great idea of sending some funds across and using the, the resource and the money that we have set aside in our budget to to go towards some real immediate needs in the Philippines and in the projects and the churches over there. Um, they're in their own lockdown, their own um, set of circumstances with coronavirus that's um, really devastating their own communities. And so we've been able to send um, in excess of $10,000 across in the past week um, towards the four churches, the four projects, um, to, to some of the outreach projects, to some personal needs in sponsors, kids and, and their families' lives. And so. Um, Thank you, church, for being so generous with your continued giving. Uh, it's enabled us to really be generous in this way towards the church in the Philippines. And, uh, and I know that we've already received so many messages this week of, of thanks and gratitude for all that's going on there. So um, I'm passing that forward to you because that is your work. That's your ministry that you've sowed into so generously and so faithfully over the course of the year. And we are looking forward to continuing our missions trip as soon as we are able to. Uh, and so we'll keep you updated. Um, as the months and years go on, how that might look in the future. But um, we are still heavily invested in the work of, of the church and our partnership with Compassion and the church in the Philippines. Um, and yeah, can I thank you for, for all the work that you've done there. All right, this morning I want to read a, a short passage and I want to share a bit of a, a message that's been on my heart um, for the past um, few weeks, months, um, during this season that um, sort of been stirring within me that I feel I want to 
try to verbalise and communicate, and I hope it comes out well. So let me read a little, a little couple of verses. So Matthew 22, verse 34 to 40, says this, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather around your word, to gather together in different homes at the same time. And uh, God, we just pray that you would be with us this morning, that your spirit would um, challenge us, stir us, remind us of your love and your grace for us. God, um, I pray that you would use my words and that we'd hear your voice together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I remember as a kid um, loving going to Pizza Hut, especially there was a Pizza Hut um, in Tarelgan. It's not there anymore. Um, but there was a Pizza Hut in Tarelgan. I, I remember this because you could go there and it was one of these all-you-could-eat Pizza Huts. Um, and I, I think I went there for my um, 10th or 11th birthday. We had a, a group of boys go down. And, and when you're a boy and you're that age and you see all you can eat, um, you take that quite literally. You think, I am going to eat all I possibly can. I'm going to force it down until I feel sick. And I remember on this particular birthday, um, a bunch of my mates uh, got together at the Pizza Hut restaurant. We of course had a eating competition who could eat the most slices of pizza, who could down the most sundaes afterwards, who could eat the most jelly cubes, all the things and um, to the point where we were not feeling too great and we walked and it was a, sort of a double story place and we walked down the stairs and one of my mates, as I'm sure as anything, vomited all in the, the garden beds of the, the car park below pizza. I didn't even get in the car, thank goodness for that. Uh, and it was all coming back up. He had um, eaten too much, too fast, and consumed all he possibly could. Um, and the reason I tell that story this morning is because this is the idea that's been on my heart, not vomiting, um, but this idea of consumption, and this idea that um, over the past however many decades, um, we have grown as a culture, as long as I've been alive anyway, we've grown into this culture of consumerism, where when you want something, you get it, or you can get it, or there's a way for you to, to try to get that thing. Um, when you don't like something, you get rid of it and you replace it with something else. And I think um, as we have developed into this culture, um, it's crept into the church. And the church is not a place to consume, but a place to belong, a place to be, and a place to become. It's not about what you can get from church, but what God does in and through you. And like I said, over these past four months, we haven't had a church to go to. And for some of us, maybe for the first time ever, I know this is true for me, we haven't been at church every Sunday. We've been in our homes watching a screen. We haven't had a place to go and experience the word like we are used to. We haven't had a place to go and worship in song like we've been used to it's all been transferred to a screen it just doesn't feel the same it doesn't have the same sort of connection it doesn't invoke in us the same sort of 
passion for God like it did. And for some of us, we've even pushed pause a little bit on church and faith altogether, thinking that one day, this is just a short season, one day we'll get back to church as normal and then we can sort of get our spiritual journey going again. We can reconnect with Jesus, we can reconnect with our faith, we can reconnect with the church, get back involved in the things we were. And so we've just sort of hit a a pause button and we've allowed the restrictions to restrict our faith, if you like. And so I've been really feeling this um, stirring in me and and I want to share this um, idea or this thought that I feel that God has been impressing on my heart. And, and whenever someone, especially a preacher, especially a pastor, says something like that, this is what I feel God is speaking to me about, um, we have to be really cautious. And I want you to be cautious as well. That this is not God's word. I'm not about to say this is what God says. Uh, but this is what I feel he's speaking to me about. And, um, and if anyone ever says God told me, then we need to just use caution when we listen to that. Um, it's not the Bible it's what I believe God's speaking to me about and it's something that I want to encourage us in like I said for as long as I've been alive which is not that long we have a culture where if you want something you can get it you might be able to get a loan you might be able to find a way and for the most part you can have it now Um, you can use afterpay credit cards at the moment early access to super you can get it and if you don't like it You can get something else. You can complain. You can go do a Karen and take it back and try again. Speak to the manager. Sorry, Karen. Karens. In some ways, maybe in large ways, this has crept into church life. We've had a place to come and have our spiritual needs met, to some degree. There's a place to come and see other Christians and have that connection and fellowship that we all desire. There's a place to come and worship and be fed to sing, to hear the word of God. There is a place or a program to invite your unsaved friends to where they might hear the gospel, they might hopefully hear something. And now what has happened over these last few months is that's all been taken away. We haven't had it the way we used to. And so for that, that means for some of us we've lost connection with the people of God altogether because where it was provided for us, uh, it's no longer there where the event that we used to go to, the Sunday event, the midweek event, it's no longer as easily accessible. And so we haven't been able to go, and so we've just said, well, I can't do it. It's too hard. Or we've lost a connection, a sense of connection to God and his word because the screen doesn't replace the, the experience of a Sunday gathering, of worshipping with the people, of interacting with the, the preacher maybe. And for some of us, we've lost any motivation for reaching the lost because there's nowhere to invite them to. There's no event to take them to. There's no sense of outreach program happening. And obviously, I'm being a little bit extreme here, and and, um, and maybe maybe you're not finding yourself in this boat completely, but you can sort of identify with what I'm speaking about. And, And it's for this reason. I think that God is up to something. I really believe that God is up to something in his church in this season. He's shaking us and stirring us up. And I really think it's in this way to, to orientate our, our posture towards um, taking these fresh steps towards him, towards church and towards mission, that it's no longer uh, just what is provided from the institution of church, but now is on the, the responsibility of every believer 
to take for themselves? How do I connect with God myself? When it's all stripped back and I don't have someone doing it for me or providing the opportunity for me, how do I provide the opportunity for myself to connect with God? How do I provide the opportunity for myself to connect with his people? How do I provide an opportunity for myself to missionally um, go out and reach the lost? And I think God is saying this. You can take responsibility for your own walk and your own steps of faith. You can take steps towards God, towards church and towards mission. It isn't dependent on the experience of Sundays. And so this verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind, is what I just want to spend a couple of minutes talking about this morning. We've labelled this series the next three weeks, fresh steps towards God, towards church, towards mission. I want to quickly talk about these fresh steps towards God, how we can continue in our connection to God. I love this, that, um, this verse, this command of Jesus, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. You know, when I think about this, I really see this sense of worship come through with all your heart and with all your soul. You know, it's, a, it's an emotive thing. It's an it's a all-encompassing thing. It, and worship is much more than a song. There's a classic song called The Heart of Worship, and in a line in, a line in that song says, it's more than a song. And when we can't sing together, we still have the opportunity to worship. You know, whenever we hear this um, verse with all your heart and all your soul, um, we need to understand what it means. Or your heart is talking about this idea of emotion and feeling. Love for Jesus is more than just a philosophical, Ill, intellectual idea. It's an emotive experience. I'm not a really emotional sort of guy. You can ask my wife that. Um, but I would say that my biggest display of emotion is towards Jesus, hopefully. What he has done compels feeling, compels emotion. Our heart is also about our motivations. All of our motivation should flow from our love of God. I get up to love Jesus. I make money to love Jesus. I use my time to love Jesus. Our time, our resource, our energy reveal our motive, which is our heart's true love. And if we are spending all our time and our money and our energy on ourselves, then we're not loving Jesus with all of our heart like we should. Jesus says, with all your heart and with all your soul. And this idea of soul is talking about this idea, it's, it's really closely linked with our, our breath, what we live for, what we depend on, what keeps us alive, what keeps us going. It's talking about our purposes. It's what, it, what drives us to achieve what we achieve, compels us to action, to live a life of meaning and of substance, to not let, let life drift by unintentionally. It's what we define ourselves by. When we love God with our soul, he is our definition. So practically speaking, when we can't gather on a Sunday, we get to explore more of the fullness of our worship. Worship is not just a song. It's not just a 20-minute moment on a Sunday morning. And I think part of what God wants to do in us is broaden our horizons on what worship really is. It's our entire life. It's a way that we live. Maybe your connection through God might continue through moments of music. I know for me, I love music and I love putting um, worship music on it in the home, in the car, singing along if there's no one else there, um, engaging my heart, engaging my emotions with the Spirit of God. Maybe for you it's not through music, but maybe it's through cooking or through building or through art, through playing with your kids, through cutting the grass even. 
I love worshipping God through cutting grass. But whenever we do these and hundreds more of activities, we have the opportunity to worship, not simply by doing the activities, but by seeing God's creation, seeing the provision of God through all these avenues and being grateful for them. It's the, it's the posture and attitude of our heart. You know, when I'm playing with my kids, it's an act of worship because I see God's creation, I see his image in them, and I'm worshipping God through those moments. Understanding and appreciating the wonder of all he is and all he has created is part of our worship. And so I want to challenge you, like, if you can't sing and if your worship experience on a Sunday is different, sitting on a couch watching someone sing, can I encourage you to find other ways to express your worship before God? The last bit of this verse is talking about um, loving God with all your mind. And I liken this to how we um, experience God through his word, that we think about um, who he is, what he's done, and what he speaks. And so when we see this idea of um, loving God with all our mind, it's, it's talking about our reason, our logic. He makes sense to love. He makes sense to live for. We are compelled by the ways of this world and the things around us. But the truth of the gospel instructs us and guides us. And so we love God with all our mind, with all our reasoning. It's talking about our understanding as well. You know, what you know the most about, you learn what you are most passionate about. I know that people that can tell you anything about football, they can tell you every single year of every single premiership and they understand so much about the game but know nothing about God and the Bible. When we love God with all our mind, we engage in his word and who he is, what he teaches in a deep way. We know a lot about it. We try to understand a lot. So where is your understanding strong? Do you, have, do you love God with all your mind in that way? Do you love God with all your thought? Um, what occupies your thought life and your consideration? You know, so practically speaking, when we're not in the building on a Sunday hearing the word preached, there are other ways to engage our mind and to love God with all of our mind. And one of these is um, listening to a message like this. And that can be done and, and done pretty well. But I want to encourage you to continue to, to open the word of God for yourself. To engage your understanding of who he is in your own time and in your own ways. Um, through discussion at small groups. You know, one of the things that I've been so encouraged about through this season is the activity and the, um, the proactiveness of our small group leaders. To continue to meet together online in different ways and creative ways um, to continue to encourage each other to pray for each other to um, care for each other we've had a new small group start in Locksport through this time and shout out to Kevin and Rhonda and the, t and the, and the guys in Locksport that are watching this morning um, you know there's been such an exciting um, time in our small group life through this season and, and if you're not in a small group can I encourage you to get in one because it helps us to engage with the word of God to love God with all of our mind now, if you're like me and you hear this passage, and I've heard this, um, this verse countless times through my Christian walk, love God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all, you, with all you have, with all your strength, some verses say. If you're like me, you look at this command and you think, oh, I don't feel good about it because I know if I'm honest with myself, I haven't loved God with all my heart. I haven't loved God with all my soul and I definitely haven't loved him with all my mind. Even at my best moments of my walk with Jesus, this is far from true. This is far from my reality. Even in my most affectionate 
um, love moments for Jesus. I haven't loved him with all I have and all I am because I'm a fallen, broken man. You hear this commandment and it makes you feel guilty and at a loss, ashamed, because you failed. Even if I get one of these areas right, maybe I've loved God with all my heart. At some moment in time, I haven't loved him with all my soul and all my mind at the same time. The bar is set at such a high level that I can't even touch it, let alone get over it. And we haven't even got to the second commandment, you know, love your neighbour as yourself. That's a completely different sort of bar altogether. Even more reason to feel like we can't reach it. I'm encouraged by these verses in Romans 7 as I think about this. Paul says, I've discovered this principle of life. This is Romans 7, 21 to 24. I've discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. And this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And so we have to ask the question, how and what hope is there for us? What is the answer? And Paul, in his brilliance, writes in the very next verse, gives us the answer. He says, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. And so the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus loved the Father with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his mind. On our behalf, when we failed, he stepped in the gap for us. He did what we could never hope to do. He loved us as he loved himself. In fact, he loved us while we were still his enemy, it says in Romans. So the answer to loving God more is actually lean into the love that Jesus has for you. 1 John 4 tells us this. It says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so this is what love looks like. God loving us. Seeing what Jesus um, has done for us and leaning into that. So what Jesus is asking us to do is look at what he has done for us and replicate that. Reflect that. Love God with everything. Through Jesus, we not only see the example and motivation for love, but we, we get the power to love. We love 1 John 4.19 because he first loved us. We get the example of love, but we also get the power to love the way we should through the work of Jesus. So taking a step towards God or a fresh step towards God looks like loving him with more of your heart, more of your soul, more of your mind, more than you did yesterday, more than you did last week. It's not getting to the end in one swift, big step, but just taking one more step. How can you love God more than you did yesterday? We can't do this from within ourselves. It's only in the power of God's love that we could ever take a step towards God. Wrapping this up, in saying all this, by no means am I saying God's people don't need to meet anymore, that we can just go solo for the rest of our Christian journey. There is encouragement and connection that we get as we meet together as God's people. I think it's in Hebrews 10 that talks about this idea that as we meet together, don't neglect the meeting together because it's for our encouragement, it's for our benefit. Just getting together is encouraging. And so get together in ways that you can. And Laura's going to speak more about this idea next Sunday. 
Get together in homes as you can, on Zoom, on phone calls, through social media. Connect with other believers as you can. And worship God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, together, as you can. But during this time, ask yourself this. What is God teaching you about himself and your own walk with him? I really believe God wants to use this time to help you take steps towards him, maybe in a way you never have before. Towards intimacy. Don't just push the pause button and think, one day I'll get back to that. Once we get into some sort of normality again, I'll resume my uh, walk with God again. God is under no restrictions. There are no limits on God. His presence knows no bounds. In the highest place, in the lowest place, his presence is there. His presence is in your home this morning. But are you aware of it? Are you leaning into it? Are you looking for it? I encourage you to do so, and I encourage you to take these fresh steps towards God over these next weeks and months. See what God wants to do in your own heart and your own connection to him. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you have no limits, no restrictions, nothing holds you back. And God, we can know your presence right where we sit, right where we stand this morning. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would envelop us again and help us to see the love that you have for us. Thank you that we love because you first loved us. Help us to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for these people. We thank you for this uh, family that we belong to. Would you continue to guide us? Would you continue to lead us? Would you continue to be our king? We ask this and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us again this Sunday. And uh, we'll see you again next week.